Hello and welcome to Lead a Horse to Water, the equine training and behaviour podcast. I'm Trudy Dempsey and I'm your host. Before we get on with the topic of today's podcast, which is me flying solo, uh, unusually so, and I'm going to talk a little bit about being kind. Uh, But before that, let me just give you a heads up. I have on the 2nd of April coming up at understandhorses.com a trainer's choice effectively course it's eight weeks with a zoom every week uh, with a a group of like-minded people a fantastic forum to post in and to put your videos so that I can give you uh, voiceover feedback on those they uh, they go down so well I think people are surprised about how much you can see from from watching video and then seeing other people's feedback as well Uh, If you've got any questions or that you'd like to apply for the scholarship that will be out on that, keep an eye on the Understand Horses uh, Facebook page or get in touch with um, the the contact page at Understand Horses. Also coming up very soon in June at uh, the Conquest Centre in Taunton. I've got a weekend where I'm sharing the training with Suze Foster, you know, Suze from the podcast. And also we're going to be joined by the lovely Kate Blackmore, who is herself a trainer and a behaviorist, and she's based at the Conquest Centre. So we're having a whole weekend of learning some geeky stuff, but some stuff that's suitable for new people that want to try these things out or have a look at how it works. There will be trainer tickets, not many. So please don't delay if you want to come on that. I've already sold quite a few tickets and there's not many uh, left for for actual training places Um, but there are also audit places so you can watch other trainers on the Saturday we'll be doing um, we'll be looking at training other than equines because I think it's really important that you think about how these methods apply to to other species as well there'll be demonstrations and then on the Sunday you get to practice if you have a trainer's ticket uh, with one of the Conquest Centre equines it is going to be a fabulous weekend and you'll be amongst like-minded people so come along to that Um, if you want to have more information about that you can email me trudy at equine.training t-r-u-d-i trudy at equine.training and I can put you on my email list if you'd like to find out more information about events in the future anyway off we go with the topic of today's podcast I say this is me on my own my own ramblings apologies for that Um, but you know it's something that I feel that I just wanted to say last week I put up a post and it was very straightforward it's the sort of post that goes down well it's very kind of open-ended it's not um, it's not telling somebody how to train they're always difficult posts to write because everybody's at a different place in their training. This one just said, be kind. Most of us are doing our best with the information we currently have. And then I urge people to spread supportive information. Now, it's very easy. It sounds very glib, doesn't it? Be kind. And I'm going to admit that I've struggled with this in the past. I mean, even in the more recent past, I've struggled with this. Um, you know, maybe. 12 13 could be a little bit longer time gets away from you when you start heading the end of life towards the end of life that I am now Uh, you know I I maybe wasn't the kindest to somebody because of the fact that I didn't like what they were doing to their horse 
And it's very easy to be blinded by that. You know, I lost friends over that because they felt as a professional, I should have been looking at being kind to the person. Whereas all I could see was the effect that the riding had on that horse. And so I felt I was saying it in a way that they could tolerate and they could change their ways. But obviously I wasn't. And hands up, you know, it was the wrong thing to do. I should have either left that environment and not been around that, that or I should have said something in a post that wasn't directed at any one person. There are ways of doing it, I think. The trouble is when you're advocating for an animal like a horse, you can become very passionate. And I remain passionate as an advocate for horses' welfare. I hold my hand up to having you know, come a, a long way from where I was when I was growing up and my ideas about horses and training and behaviour have evolved like, like everybody's. But I think we do have to remember that behind every horse and in, in the main part, in the main part, people just don't have the information. So when we see them using strong bits, when we see them using whips and spurs, it may well be that they've never looked for information that is different to that. So how do we deal with that? You know, because most of those people have not been party to the information that you or I might have had, and they might not have considered how they could potentially change themselves. And I, anyway, I opened this post up and asked if anybody would like to comment. And you know, as always, some really lovely comments privately and also um, on the posts themselves on social media. I love this is uh, Drea, who's I'm sure going to be listening to this. So thank, thanks for uh, commenting, Drea. Um, and her first one is network, network, network. And that's what I'm always trying to do. I absolutely agree. Going out there, finding the right people that you want to be with. And that can be really supportive for you as a person looking for the place. Uh, for people to be kind back to you. And I agree, she says that once you find that one Facebook group, uh, everything starts to open up and you can find the right people. I also think that this is really interesting because she said us positive types want people to join us. You just have to go out there and find that first person or group. And I think that's the hard bit. I think it's it's relatively easy once you've decided to step off the the land and and onto the boat that takes you to the positive world or the you know more open-minded about these different techniques world um i think once you've stepped off the landmass it's a little easier um, and there are a lot more supportive networks around than when i first started thinking about positive reinforcement training but i do also think that it can be very hard for those of us who are trying to get our message out you know for instance I'm way too old to be doing this, but, you know, spurred on by my lovely colleague uh, and friend Lauren Fraser, who's been on the podcast on the previous episode. And, and Lauren's wonderful. But if you haven't found her, find her on TikTok because she is just fantastic. She's really going out there and, and putting herself out on a limb to inform people about what behaviour really is rather than these terrible labels that we have about behavior in in the traditional horse world you know horses being idiots and stupid and how we shouldn't let them do things they must respect us all this you know baloney uh, anyway so because lauren has been so marvelous on there i've been in, and sort of joined up and had a look at some of the posts and oh my goodness i because on facebook and instagram you 
choose your audience. When you first get onto a new platform like TikTok, you have no boundaries. You just follow a hashtag, you know, like um, horse riding, horses, horse life, uh, maybe even positive reinforcement training for horses, but there's less of that. And goodness me, there are some awful things to be seen. And I had forgotten that that existed because I moved myself out of those places. And I think that's why I'm able now to be much kinder to the people that I'm around because I know they're trying. I know they're looking for positive reinforcement. But how do we go out into the wider world and say, hey, would you like to see what you're doing to your horse? Would you like to see the fear in your horse's face when you do that, when you saw on the bit, when you kick on, when they're having a hard time? Would you like to see what that's doing? Would you like to know what it's doing inside of your horse? I think that's the hard bit for me. How on earth do we reach those people? And how do I keep kind when I'm talking to those people? They've grown up with this. They feel it's their right to use a horse in this way. And and I think it's that is so, so tough. Uh, but I, I think think the other thing I love about Drea's post um, and do go and find it on um, Instagram where she posted it on uh, my my um, be kind thread even one small change in husbandry or training can make a huge difference to a horse's well-being in life and that absolutely rings for me because when I do behavior consultations I might go and visit somebody who's a competitor they don't want to know how to waste lots of time, wasting their words perhaps, lots of time trying to change their horse's behaviour. They want a quick fix. They want to know how to load. They want to know how to relax their horse at a competition so that they can get the best out of them. They're not really interested in learning to do clicker training or to you know, do massive enrichment things with them. But sometimes I can just give them a few things tiny things that will make that horse's life much better and hopefully when they see what that does for their horse they start to think a little bit around the subject more and realize that actually behind that horse that they ride to get competition results is a brain an emotion and a heart and a soul really and that 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 is something that then you can open their minds to. So I think that was great, Dre. I really, really thought that was fantastic. That one small change. And a number of people said that to me. You know, it's it's changing one thing. And that is so important. And I think also she goes on to say, we know not everyone is in a situation where they're in full control of their horse's daily routine. So making those small changes. If you get any negative comments or people want to give their opinion, you can just say, that's interesting and move on. And I absolutely agree. I think that's a great way to deal with it. Just to say, thank you for your input. I'm perhaps doing it a little differently at the moment, but that's really interesting. Thank you very much. So uh, turning it around to be kind, to those people who are being negative to you is a great win. Thanks for that, Joe. It's a really, really important one. And I think that that is something that I've used more and more as I've got older. And I'm I'm thrilled that people like Drea, who are so young and so early in their training with horses, that they can make such a difference to the world. And that is, you know, mega. 
um, for anyone, I think, but, you know, especially for young people that are going to have a lifetime that they're going to be able to take this to people. Uh, so then on Facebook, I had some people as well, which, again, I think was was fantastic. And um, this one particularly, um, again, echoing what Drea said, even if you can only change one small thing now to improve your horse's life, don't let the rest of the things you can't change hold you back and weigh you down because it's the small changes that start a ripple effect. And I so agree. I so agree. That was um, Rochelle who said that. And it's that is massive for me planting seeds so if we plant these little seeds just like i was saying about going on a behavior consultation where you might just give somebody a tiny chink of light to help their horse's behavior but it starts to open up this whole window of light for them ultimately um, so I, I guess really what i'm working myself into is the fact that I do have to stay on TikTok. I do have to try and get more followers there. And I do have to spread the word about positive training because if only one person sees a post and thinks, yeah, that's me, that's my horse, then that is a chink of light for that horse or that person's horses. And that's a chink of light that they can open up and, and spread around their world as well. I'm not expecting great things. I'm not expecting everyone to turn around and become clicker trainers. That's so not even my intention. I just want people to be aware of what behavior means. When I say to people, look at your horse, they're having a struggle here. They're very often unaware of it. And that I find really, really hard. And that is a great way of being kind because not only can you show the person that's looking at the horse, but it, it the kickback for the horse as well is like, you know, it's double, isn't it? The person sees the behavior. And I remember in one of the earlier podcasts last year with uh, Dr. Heffern and uh, Dorothy, we talked about how often she'll put people in the situation of here you are in a stable. You're going to be here now for 22 hours. And what can you see? What can you smell? What can you hear? And all those things. And these are great techniques to to help people to get their heads around what it might be like for a horse. You know, that that typical one where people say, oh, I put him out for an hour and they st stood in a muddy field and he stands at the gate. Well, yeah. OK, you go and stand in a muddy field for an hour and see what fun there is to be had. There is none. And if you look at it from a horse's perspective, uh, an animal that needs to eat for, you know, nearly the whole day, <laughs> not quite 24 hours, but, you know, a horse is designed to be eating for 16 hours a day at least and and we then expect them to stand in the field for an hour and entertain themselves with no company and so yeah they chew the wood they stand at the gate wanting to come back they call they might have one roll and get sticky and horrible and then that's it they're brought in after 10 minutes because the person that that's turned them out is thinking well they don't want to be out there that's it they can go back in so it's thinking how can we be kind to those people because as two people have already mentioned you know you often haven't got the facilities especially at a livery yard to introduce these changes to your horse 
Um, another one from my lovely friend Chris and I've known Chris for many years after reversing into her car in a car park at a tax shop where she was working many moons ago. Um, Chris is always full of lots of wisdom and I, I love her thoughts often um, and she mentions that she's well known for analysing everything and yeah we, we do and I, I have this with a lot of students that you analyse it to the point that you're paralysed um, and, you know, that analysis paralysis thing. And it, it is too much. You end up sometimes that you can't go out and do anything. But she says it does allow her to stop and watch and truly look and listen and see if things are working for a, a horse, dog, human, whatever. And I think that's important. We have to think about whether we can give this information to the human in a, the right way that makes them feel comfortable with what we're telling them and I think that was my quest for the kindness aspect because that's the bit I struggle with I can tell you how to make your horse's life better tomorrow today now this very second there's plenty of it on the podcast you know that is easy I can really help you change your horse's behavior if you have a will to, to do so the problem I have is that when people don't have the will to change how on earth do I get around that it's so difficult uh, the lovely Laura who is a, a dog trainer and uh, I know she's horsey too Laura and I've done some some training with Laura and she's wonderful um, you know she she says that that they're always communicating with us this is horses or dogs um, this goes for horses and dogs and we just need to be ready to listen drop unhelpful unkind labels such as stubborn and instead ask yourself why are they behaving in this way and I think that's great I mean Laura's um, training is is all games dog games um, they are reward based games but they're fun and I think that's really wonderful to get people's minds open so I'm wondering if that would be a fantastic thing that we could do with horses because there's more and more of it in the dog world where games are perceived as an okay way of training with food probably a bit over clicker which is a bit more specific and is quite hard for people who are new to it to do so I think that's absolutely fantastic it's about getting down to that root cause as Laura says and uh, you know forgetting those unhelpful and unkind labels because even if we apply them to the horse um, which is not a good thing we need to be careful we're not applying them to the humans that we might be trying to convince that this is going to give a better life to their horse I suppose for me the big thing is why do these people not see it as being something wonderful if their horse could have a better life and why people don't see that being stuck in the stable for 23 hours a day could be in any way a problem for them how do we reach those people and still be kind to them so uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your comments after you've listened to this and I'm not going to ramble on for long it really was just something I wanted to pull together a few of the thoughts that people had had um, and so going on to Jen Jen comments beautifully uh, saying her top tip would be to ask yourself how you think your horse feels does he look happy well of course happy is just another label and we do have to be careful if we're not going to use the bad labels the um bargy bolshy type labels we need to be careful and and wonder what happy looks like but you know generally um anthropomorphizing i think it's fine to set use that that label happy How, what what looks content for a horse and you know understanding behavior is that that great place to start are a horse's ears 
always forward? Are they always eyes on stalks? Are their jaw, uh, jaws sort of tight? Uh, are they licking and chewing too much? Are they yawning a lot? Are their tail swishing? You know, or their posture? I don't have to tell you guys. This is, this is, you know, singing with the choir on this one. I absolutely know that. Um, but I'm really digging down to find out how we can help people. So yeah, I th I think that what's coming out for me. And what I'm going to have to do more of and be really brave about because I'm really bad at it is just putting out some really general information about what horse behavior is. Because I think for me, the hard bit often is that we're seen very much as the fluffy bunnies, the um, snowflakes, you know, because we don't ride Grand Prix show jumping and because we're not three star eventers, you are you don't have a right to any knowledge about horses which is so not true i mean it could not be less true could it so i think that's what i'd be liking to think can we put out some more general information that is going to help people you know and can we share it can we make sure it gets to the places these more general places uh, vanessa mentions that uh, she always asks her, her pupils when she's teaching um what their end goal was and then just pick three things to improve to help them get there and that's really interesting because when I uh, did a mentorship years back with uh, the lovely Justine Harrison who now heads up Understand Horses uh, we looked at that and in a behavior consultation it's something that I really really love to do and that is to ask the client to choose out of all the things that I all the information that I've given given them and protocols that we work, might work on pick three that you think that you can do and also you know think about what time scales you can do this under and how many times a week you can train try not to be you know over positive try not to say you're going to train seven days a week when you know you can only do two at the most and pick those you know small areas that you can work on just those three things maybe and you can see the improvement in those three little things and they lead to bigger things but even if it's just one thing I think it's really important I think it still leaves me even after the wonderful comments that you guys have offered me I think that the hard one is always that be kind. And I'm going to say something quite controversial. But it's not. Con I don't think it's controversial at all. And my lovely friend in Canada, Andrea Harrison. And if you don't know Andrea's work, you should look her up. She's just lovely. She's been on the podcast. She was my my first guest and she is just incredible. And I came off one of her lovely uh, things that you can do as part of one of Andrea's um, areas that she works in is, is often with people. That's how I met her. I met her, um, just for those of you who haven't listened to that podcast, I met her when I was hosting for the First Lemonade Conference in 2020. And Andrea talked about that terrible thing that we all have where we feel that we are not worthy what do we know? I know absolutely nothing. I am not good enough. I'm not able enough. And how that can really, really make us feel completely unable to do our job. 
and how it can make us you know have that awful imposter syndrome feeling where we we just don't think there's anything that we do that is worthy and it was the most wonderful presentation and I absolutely loved it and I followed Andrea with interest since and she does a lot of things that are very positive and supportive of people uh, in the industry and in in other areas as well um, but I I signed up for her gratitude project which is just wonderful and it's nothing it's no money at all I can't remember but it's it's less than 20 pounds for a whole year and for that year you will get an email every single day and you are urged to look for gratitude in your own life be thankful for the things that you have oh my goodness it changed my whole perception it it made me look around me and look around for the positive things and it it really has helped me to be kind to myself as well. So I, I would urge you, A, to go and find that. Um, I'll put a link in the notes if I can find it to, well, certainly to Andrea's uh, website. Uh, but, you know, gratitude, looking for gratitude around you, being thankful even on a rainy day um, you, when you can't train, be thankful for what you do have in your life. And that has really helped me. And I think it could help you too. Even if you don't sign up for Andrea's project, try and be kinder to yourself. And that's a great place to start. And remember that when people post on your posts on social media, they're often struggling because they might they might be jealous of you. They might think that you know more than them. They might think they know more than you and they're trying to help you. But often they're not intent on being unkind they're not intentionally looking to cause you any problem often it can be how we read it and i think also when we're looking at social media that's a massive thing how you perceive the written word which is why i love podcasting because i can come on here and you can hear how i feel about something rather than read my words and i know that i've been misunderstood in the past so i sit here asking you guys to be kind to me when you see stuff that I post on social media let's try and get it out to places the darker corners of the equine industry and world so that we can encourage people to do those tiny little things to take that tiny little step to help their horse but let's be kind to each other you know that the, the whole idea that there is this I'm more positive than you I don't use any negative reinforcement I've never used punishment I'm perfect it doesn't exist. It does not. It cannot exist. We are all human at the end of the day. Know that. Be supported in that and know that I support you in that, even if nobody else does. Be kind to yourself so that you can be kind to others and you can be kind to your horse and you can show others how you're kind to your horse. So don't go out there telling people that they're wrong. Go out there and show them how we can do it. Let's spread some supportive information that is kind to the people that is easy for them to adopt. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I really don't. But I'm going to try. I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to carry on what I do on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm going to try and be kind. If you're a trainer out there and you're struggling and you want to have a chat, get in touch. We'll talk. Maybe we can do something on the podcast. Maybe we can you know, spread some light in your life. I don't know. I, I'm really open at the moment to where this might go, but I would love us to try and just 
change the world for each other as well as we change change it for horses and i'm particularly thinking of at the moment and i never uh, politicize the podcast apart from a horse perspective but i do very much think at the moment of of the terrible situation that the people in ukraine find themselves in so being very kind and thinking how we might help them if it's with a donation or with sharing information um, so that hopefully not just in the horse world but in the world in general we can be kinder to each other thanks for listening bit of a ramble sorry about that but get out there and be kind Thank you for listening. Once again, don't forget, you can find out uh, more about courses uh, with me at trudy at equine.training. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook and now TikTok. Please come and follow me because I don't have very many followers on there. And also you can find my courses at understandhorses.com and lots of other courses from fantastic people as well. So do check that out. Be happy. Be kind. See you again soon.